1: Rust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! (laughs)
2: Take your pixie out of your pocket, Neverlanders, and sprinkle some of that pixie dust around because it's time to fly to Neverland. I, of course, am your host, the Spider Pan, known as Jeremy, and we're going to have, of course, a lot of fun today, as we usually do, or should I say this week, because we get to do this weekly, and I don't know what day you're actually listening. So, we're going to take right off for Neverland, and of course, we do have some interesting news that I want to share with you. Also, of course, we we will visit the Neverland Trailer Park for a look at a couple of non-Disney that I think you might be interested in. Also, of course, we will visit the uh, Neverland Story Time for a fun story that's kind of a uh, unique. And some of you may be familiar with the story, and some of you may not. It is a great little song off of a Disney short that was part of a larger movie. Uh, and I think you're going to get a kick out of it. And then, you know, I felt like, uh, viewing some fireworks. So that's what we're going to do, uh, later here this episode. We're just going to have a grand old time like we usually do. So let's go ahead and get started with some news.
4: the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland.
2: Okay, so my first thing that is not Disney related, but I thought was really cool, is there is a new clip that was released by the BBC about the new companion for Doctor Who. Uh, this is actress Pearl Mackey playing a character named Bill be the new companion to continue With the, the current Doctor, Peter Capaldi uh, Which, you know, rumor is that this may be the last year He is playing the role of the Doctor uh, Because, you know, um, the current producer uh, Is leaving, or show, showrunner is the word I'm looking for But Stephen Moffat, uh, he will executive produce though I mean, he's a showrunner and executive producer And he's going to continue throughout this current season But this is going to be his final And Chris... Shibnall is set to Sim, so be seeing a different, you know, person, so yeah, a lot of people have figured that that might mean that we get a new Doctor, even though Capaldi has not played the role for that many seasons, and I've rather enjoyed him, uh, but, you know, if there's always a new Doctor coming in, there's usually something fun that comes with it, uh, but I wanted to go ahead and share the audio... Of the video that they shared uh, To introduce Bill to us all uh, But of course um, This will probably be part of the regular season I don't know that we're going to see this character yet In the current Doctor Who Christmas special That will be on of course this Christmas Because in 2017 it will be the new season So uh, I'm not sure where this clip is from Be it part of the season or the Christmas special I It could be the Christmas special Because maybe they'll introduce a new companion in the Christmas special I don't know But anyways here it is
1: Well, that's not explaining. That's just saying a word. What's a Dalek? It's an alien war machine, deadliest alien war machine ever devised.
5: Fat though. Sorry. We we'll never get through that door.
1: It's too wide. It's got a sucker on it. It's also got a gun. It's got a gun and a
4: sucker. Why? They run out of guns. No, please. Is there a Dalek at the back with no gun
1: and two suckers and he's freely hacked off? I don't know. I've never asked because I've always been too busy running away. No, please.
4: One more question. Terminate.
1: Because they want to kill us. Wouldn't it be quicker to just say kill? Do we really want them to save time? Good point. Oh no. We need to get back. Back where? To the future. 2017 needs us.
2: Your attention, please.
0: Disney Movie News.
2: Alrighty, so this, of course, is more back to the Disney category. Uh, this was really cool. Uh, this was, of course, we... we... We kind of expected this, really, if we were paying attention. But it has been officially announced that Robert Downey Jr. will be in Spider-Man Homecoming. And yes, unfortunately, that is the new title for the new Spider-Man film, which will be coming uh, in 2017. And it will be for the Marvel Cinematic Universe and release... By Sony as a Spider-Man solo film because they do still have those rights, but at least we're getting him as part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it is pretty cool that Tony Stark will be appearing in this. and It's not really that surprising because he's kind of a mentor with the Civil, you know at least in the comics with the Civil War, and it looks like that might be the case with the Civil War film coming very soon, just a couple of weeks away. Uh, so you know it's not going to be surprising that he would make an appearance. Uh, you know maybe he could advise peter on you know something that he's doing as a hero you know who knows but he's going to be in there and that is exciting enough uh currently we do know also that marissa tomei will be playing aunt a which you know i always picture her as being a bit younger but marissa tomei maybe she's about the right age now for aunt may because you know it's been a little while she's been around for a while i'm not sure how old she is but uh, i guess she is of the right age and also someone named sendaya is going to play a character by the name of michelle uh, which, the only Michelle I can think of has been, I, I believe, you know, someone will correct me if I've got this wrong, but isn't this the girl that was like a brother of one of his roommates here as an adult? Uh, that's the only Michelle I can think of that they would pull from the comics. Uh, I would have to go back and check on that, but I'm, I'm wondering if that's what they're doing, because that would match, uh, with, uh, the ethnicity of Zendaya, uh, it's kind of odd, you know, to pull somebody from Peter's adult life, and it's, not really that significant Uh, but, you know, we'll see but it looks like what they're doing and, you know, they they don't her and Peter, if it's the person I'm thinking they don't really necessarily get along but after something happens with her brother which, we have to read the comics, it's complicated uh, she moves in with Peter and they don't necessarily get along but they kind of live together for a little while so, it, it seems kind of a I don't know, an insignificant character if that's who they're going to to put into the movie but, I don't know uh, that's uh, We'll see what happens I don't know, but that seems to be the plan uh, And We also have uh, someone Named Laura Harrier uh, Who I guess is in One Light to Live And Tony Ravalori from the Grand Budapest Hotel And they're going to be playing a couple of Peter's other friends I have no idea who uh, It would be nice to see Gwen and Harry In there, uh, but although we we seem to be having Michelle is supposed to be a love interest, uh, from what I've been hearing before. But you know, this is this is still coming, so we don't know exactly how things are going to fall on this. But um, that this is all we know. But speaking of things sitting in the unknown, okay. So Marvel Studios had an Inhumans movie scheduled for an upcoming release. Now, originally, it was going to be July twelfth, twenty nineteen, and it was supposed to be part of Phase four. Uh, We've already even with Marvel's Agents of Shield, we've been seeing some Inhumans pop up, although I not really any of the big Inhumans that you would normally think of if you're a comic book fan. Uh, So this is kind of an odd thing, Uh, but you know, with the addition of you know Spider-Man: Homecoming, and then there's Ant-Man and the Wasp that's now been added to the slate. uh, We're getting some new things added to the slate, and some things are maybe getting pushed back or removed entirely. I mean, it could be the thought that. The Inhuman story will take place entirely uh, on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., or perhaps they could spin office a television series for the Inhumans. Uh, Although there was, I guess, Vin Diesel apparently did tease something on social media that he might have a connection to the Inhumans movie. Now, I don't know if that means that Groot will be appearing or if he is going to be playing a different role as one of the Inhumans. Uh, perhaps he could play ba- Black Bolt, who is unable to speak, so no one would say, "Wait a minute!" But you're the voice of Groot. If he had a character with no voice, or who at least who could not speak because his voice could destroy everything with a whisper, you know, so he doesn't really speak, you know. So that could be it. Who knows? But he teased something, and I don't know really that we have anything to confirm anything about that. Uh, so I'm going to slate that into rumor of possibility. Uh, but we do have something else that was really cool. Now, I missed this when this apparently happened when Ant-Man was coming out. There was like a Scott Lang interview, and it was with WHIH World News. And this is Christine Everhart. Now, you saw this character. Yes, a character in Iron Man and Iron Man 2. You know, the blonde-headed reporter uh, played by Leslie Bibb. But uh, they, they've they got her as like a TV news reporter, and they they have a YouTube channel, WHIH World News. Go check this out. Uh, but they just posted a video about you know what's connected into Marvel's Civil War, Captain America Civil War. We'll just call it like that. Uh, and so here is that audio.
5: I'm Christine Everhart. This week on a special edition of Newsfront, The World the Hero Leaves Behind. What is the final cost of intervention from groups like the Avengers? Who do they answer to in the wake of their actions? Joining me on the program is political correspondent Will Adams. Thank you for being here, Will. Thank
2: you for having me, Are Christine. you scared? No, I'm fine. Okay. We're friends, so <laughs> and uh, friends who disagree, so this is going to be interesting. Let's get at it. Okay.
5: It. Our superpowered advocates have intervened time and time again in international incidents to great effect. But who accounts for the devastation they leave behind?
2: Well, the question for me, Christine, isn't if or even should our heroes be allowed to operate independently. It's why shouldn't they? The discoveries are still being made in the massive cache of classified material released by former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Natasha Romanoff, and the leak clearly details how the organization known as HYDRA was able to infiltrate the highest ranks of S.H.I.E.L.D. and had organized a massive conspiracy on the civilian population. Romanoff's actions, independent from oversight, saved us from what could have been a catastrophic outcome had HYDRA been able to remain undiscovered.
5: Romanoff's actions, along with the actions of Steve Rogers and Tony Stark and and others, over the years, may have been admirable.
2: Their actions saved hundreds of thousands of people.
5: But that's not the question. We're talking about the collateral damage. This week in our ongoing special report, we'll look back on the events in New York, D.C., Sokovia, asking you, the viewer... If the growing concern from governments around the world should see the Avengers submit to international oversight. Or if they should remain free to act independent from government regulation.
2: I look forward to you trying to convince me (laughs) that anything they've done is less than admirable.
5: You look forward to me winning. We look forward to hearing from you throughout the week. For news on this topic and others, Google search WHIH online and follow us on Twitter. On behalf of Will Adams, thank you for being here. Thanks, Rob. And myself, thank you for watching.
6: Mama, another gator got you in the house. Another gator! Oh. Gimme that
1: shovel! Go here! Oh. Oh. Get him! Oh. Get that gator! Ah. Ah.
4: The Neverland Trailer Park.
0: It's been 20 years.
3: still gonna take your father to the anniversary?
4: We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. On this day in
7: 1996, the world escaped the clutches of extinction.
3: Your father was the bravest man I've ever seen. We all lost someone we love.
7: But in their sacrifice, we found the technology. To build a stronger and safer Earth. Because our survival is only possible when we stand together.
1: Oh my God. A distress call.
7: Why are they screaming?
1: They're not screaming. They're celebrating. They're coming back. It has its own gravity up must come down shouldn't we be nervous um yeah
3: our whole lives built up to this moment it's touchdown over the atlantic
7: which part all of it make them pay
3: not going up there to make friends we've got to remind them earth is not for the taking <laughs>
1: years to get us ready we're going down we never had a chance we didn't last time either we convinced an entire generation that this is a battle that we could win we
6: sacrifice for each other no matter what the cost and that's worth fighting for it's the fourth of july so let's show them some fireworks
1: they like to get the landmarks.
2: All right, so this is Independence Day Resurgence. <sighs> Frankly, I still don't care, <laughs> except for Chef Goldblum in there. Uh, I mean, Independence Day, back boy, 1996, man, that's a long time ago, 20 years ago. I remember seeing it the first time and thinking it was all right. By the second time, I was like, eh... You know, this is really just a disaster movie. <laughs> I mean, you're just watching more destruction than Superman could ever cause in a Zack Snyder-directed film. It's pretty much what you're seeing. It's just a destruction film, and you know, it was you know kind of neat. You know, when they fought back against the, the ships and stuff, and you know, I could see there was being some appeal. And I know there are people who are big fans of this. I was not really a big fan of it, uh, and so here comes the second one where you know it looks like the story is kind of the same except for you know, look the aliens came back and they're doing even more damage and destroying everything and then so the earth will fight back uh, you know same plot uh so I'm I'm really not that interested. They have not yet put anything in any of these trailers and last time that they had a trailer I said, you know, I was saying that it didn't really show much and I'd have to see more to know if I was really going to be interested in seeing this. I'm still not interested in seeing this other than perhaps to review it because I'm sure there's some fans of this show that might be fans of Independence Day and maybe you'd want to hear a perspective. Uh, and sometimes you know I, I have found that i go in there with low expectations to a film and actually find myself enjoying it i mean recently with batman versus superman i actually am one of the people who liked it uh but this this trailer i don't think really showed me anything that got me excited for this film uh because it, it really just looks like the first one all over again uh, but I do love some of the actors in there uh, with Bill Pullman and uh, Jeff Goldblum. And um, I can't remember the name of the actor. That I always think of him as uh old television series, Dear John. Uh, and I believe also wasn't he on Taxi? Yes, like the lead actor on Taxi, I believe, who was uh, like Jeff Goldblum's father, I believe. Uh, but, you know, other than some good casting, I'm, you know... Not that worried about it. But we might end up seeing anyway because my wife is at least excited for Jeff Goldblum. Uh, but the next thing on our list is also something that, uh, well, it's not really original uh, but still might be entertaining. It's The Magnificent Seven.
0: We're decent people being driven from our homes. Slaughtered in cold blood.
6: So you seek revenge?
4: I seek righteousness. But I'll take revenge.
7: Took a job, looking for some men to join me. Is it difficult?
0: Impossible.
6: How many you got so far?
0: You and me.
3: Quite a batch of strays. This is not going to end well.
1: Dang it, I'm good. How
7: many men you say?
2: Okay, so yes, this is another remake of an old classic Western movie, which if you haven't seen, I do recommend it. It is a a pretty good film. I believe this had Yul Brynner in the lead role. And, you know, Yul Brynner is just awesome. Anyway, uh, but uh, this features Denzel Washington and uh, Chris Pratt. Look, at Disney connection. Uh, And uh, also... uh, Ethan Hawk, I believe, uh, someone said that they spotted in there. I mean, but you're gonna have seven really cool characters in there that go to save this old town that's being, you know, d- bothered by some bandits, basically. Drink uh, three, three amigos, only it's seven gunfighters and not three actors and a lot less funny. But uh, this did look pretty interesting a uh, lot of action you just they they don't really give you a whole lot of what the the main storyline other than the main things that you need to know as this town needs help and they call upon seven gunfighters to come to their aid and find off Almost like an army of outlaws that are keep coming and raiding this town. Uh, so if you like a good old-fashioned western, this should be good. i very confident in this casting. Uh, it sounds great to me. Uh, so I am interested in this film. I don't know if it really fits into the stylistically for what we talk about normally on this podcast. But uh, with Chris Pratt being in there, I figure you would be interested in it anyway. So that is The Magnificent Seven. I think it's going to be fun. Alright, now I of course want to remind you I I should have said something about this as well last week but you remember how I mentioned that Planet Comic Con here in Kansas City and it runs from May 20th through the 22nd in 2016 but I get to host a panel it is the Neverland Podcast Live and I've got a full title on it it is Walt Disney, Marceline Missouri's native son Uh, it is scheduled to be about 50 minutes starting at 11am in room twenty five oh five. A, uh, I wrote up a description which I had to submit to Planet Comic Con, and it says, The Walt Disney Company and Studios has built on the early success of Marvel Studios and Lucasfilm to create new movie magic. But did you know about Walt Disney's humble beginnings in a small town here in Missouri? Join Jeremy, host of the Neverland Podcast, as his special guest from the Walt Disney Hometown Museum, for a multimedia exploration of Marceline, Missouri's effect on his life, and, and later how his return to the small town brought magic to its citizens. Uh, I'm very excited about this. Uh, We're working very hard on getting a good... Outline for everything we're going to talk about because I want to, ha- I want to have a multimedia event. So I want to have some pictures. I have some audio I'm going to want to share. I mean, I, I, have got big plans for this thing. So it's really exciting. It's the first time I've gotten to do anything like this. And I, it's a great chance for you, for y'all to come down here to Kansas City and do something live with me and be able to kind of meet some of you, shake hands. Although I'm going to also be very busy because I got to do the panel. And then I'm also going to try to cover the event uh, and grab some audio. I mean, because I don't know that I'm going to get a chance to get any audio with them, but Stan Lee is going to be there, and they even just announced this week Bonnie Wright from the Harry Potter films, you know, Ginny Weasley. Uh, Lots of people are coming to Planet Comic Con this year. It's going to be a great event, so if you feel like coming to a convention and want to travel a little bit, I do recommend coming here. You get a chance to come to this panel and... Just all kinds of fun that's going to be out there at Planet Comic Con this year. So I do recommend, come on down. Go to planetcomicon.com and you can get your tickets and details and directions. And I think they even have some ways for you to uh, get yourself uh, somewhere to stay, like a hotel or something nearby. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you really enjoy coming to conventions. come on down. It'll be great. Make sure you come and introduce yourself to me and say Hello. Also, another thing that uh, you can help me out on is I'm still, of course, working and I haven't decided if I'm going to release it next weekend or the weekend after. Probably next weekend, so I get it out in time for May 4th, but that's great Star Wars project that I want to hear from you of how you used to play at Star Wars. Did you do anything unique with your figures? Uh, Did you used to play some of the board games? Are you a big fan of some of the video games? Do you want to share some memories? Uh, Go to our contact page at NeverlandPodcast.com and send me your stories. Write it up there if you'd like to send me some audio we can make arrangements to do that as well uh, but if you do send audio please don't include any background music because i will be providing it for you uh, y- you'll understand why when we get to the episode all righty but now that we've gotten all this stuff out of the way you know what i think it's time for some neverland story time
4: this is your neverland story time You can listen along with your MP3 device. You will know it is time to listen when you hear the chime like this. Let's begin now. This is a Disneyland original Little Long playing record, and I am your story reader. I am going to begin now to read the story of Johnny Fedora and Alice Blue Bonnet. You can read along with me in your book. You will know it is time to turn the page when Tinkerbell rings her little bells like this. Let's begin now. In the window of a department store, under a bright striped awning, there were two hats. Johnny Fedora, a handsome grey felt hat with a curled brim, had eyes only for Alice, a fresh and pretty bonnet with pink roses, on the other side of the window. Someday, they would have their own beautiful castle in a hatbox, by the sea. But life was not so simple. One day, a lady came into the department store, tried on the lovely blue bonnet, and decided to buy it. Alice was put into a hatbox, then into a taxi. Before Johnny quite realised what had happened, she was waving goodbye to him as the taxi drove away. Johnny was lonesome indeed. Then someone lifted him out of the window and gave him a deep crease. He was being sold too. As Johnny's new owner walked down the street, Johnny looked at the other hats around him. He searched uptown, then downtown. He caught a glimpse of Alice, only to have her disappear in the crowd. After a long while, he saw her again. She was being carried far, far away from him as her owner boarded a streetcar. Johnny struggled so hard to get away that he was blown off his owner's head. He fell down into the street, where he dodged wagon wheels, bicycles, horses' hooves, and was nearly pulled apart by two angry dogs. Dusty and dirty, he was picked up again by someone else who needed a hat. Johnny's new owner carried him into a noisy, smoke-filled room. The room was crowded with people. Before long, a fight broke out. Johnny managed to keep out of it by hiding behind the piano. He was trampled underfoot in the confusion before the police arrived. After they had gone, he found himself behind a trash can. He peeked around it to see what was happening and was swept up into the air by a gust of wind. Hurled down a deserted street along with leaves, papers and debris, Johnny came to rest, at last, against a tree. Snow began to fall. The ground was soon covered. Johnny was wet and cold. Would he ever see Alice again? When spring came, Johnny hobbled back to the front of the department store. It was full of wedding hats, but there was no sign of Alice anywhere. As he looked in the window, he felt a broom pushing him. The nearby gutter was full of water. Johnny was being swept into a storm drain. What an end for a fine fedora hat! He whirled along in the water and then was lifted out by, of all things, a pair of ice tongs. Someone cut holes in Johnny's brim. He was fitted onto a horse's head. The horse was helping to pull an ice wagon. Johnny looked across and there, on the head of the other horse, was Alice. Now they could be together for years. It wasn't the way they'd planned it, but their dream had come true after
1: all.
6: Johnny Fedora met Alice Blue Bonnet. In the window of a department store, twas love at first sight, at first and they side, promised one they night they'd be sweethearts forevermore. Johnny would serenade Alice, to relay, to lie, to relue sang of a beautiful palace of a beautiful hatbox box for two but Johnny Fedora lost Alice blue bonnet to a patron of the department store her beauty was sought by the girl she was bought by Twenty-three ninety-four. Dora was lonely and stranded in the window of the department store. When lo and when behold, lo and he, behold was he was suddenly so sold and, and his heart became gay once
1: more.
6: Johnny sang out like a robin to relay. To a lie, to a loo To strangers he'd come up a-bobbin Oh, I thought I you were someone I knew. knew He looked for her uptown And cross town and downtown From the Brooklyn Rolling Bridge, Bridge to, to the Jersey, Jersey Shore. Shore It all seemed in vain till he heard the refrain of the song Alice sang of
1: yore.
6: on returning to the window of the department store. His voice became became he was literally crushed, crushed. and it started to rain and pour. pour. Each place he went, he kept calling to relay, to rely. His spirits kept falling and falling, for his Alice was nowhere in view, but hey, nonny nonny, an Iceman found Johnny, and he cut him On his horse's ears T'was done without malice For beside him was Alice And they lived on for years and years
2: Okay, I thought it would be fun to revisit an old fireworks show, and this was recorded by our own Lost Boy Jesse at Friends of the Magic. This is the old classic Disneyland fireworks show, Magical. Enjoy! Let's take
1: a ride at a Disney park! Let's take a ride right now! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and
6: girls! In just a few minutes, the lights will be hit so you can fully experience magic, our exciting Summer Fireworks Spectacular presented by Goddard. Please remain in
1: the same area until the lights return to normal. Thank you. (laughs) I'm <laughs> back. <Where are they? laughs> Oh!